Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is your Thursday morning, the 23rd of February, 2023. As we edge a little closer to the weekend, Daniel Pedigree with you for the course of the next hour. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy our open line number, or you can send a text anytime throughout the course of the next hour. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy our open line number. That is all before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast. They will come up from six a.m. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that show, and then it'll be Pat and Heels from six a.m. Local time for you. Uh, plenty to get through on the show. Lots of NRL news around. We are exactly a week now away from the start of the NRL season. Of course, we heard yesterday the, the launch, the official launch had been scrapped. But at this stage, it's all systems go for uh, round one. Uh, the lead up to the season, uh, it, it's been there. Obviously, we've had the preseason challenge, uh, the World Club Challenge, Charity Shield, uh, the All-Stars match a couple of weeks ago. But... Um, the hype I don't think has quite been there. I think it will definitely ramp up, though, over the course of the next week. Uh, so we'll talk about that. There's a couple of uh, rugby league bits and pieces around. We'll get to the cricket as well. Another member of the Australian team going home. We'll talk about that shortly. Andrew Mentzel Menes from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast will join me on the line shortly uh, to discuss his thoughts. I'll ask him if he's recovered yet. Uh, from the second test and his thoughts on what may or may not unfold uh, heading into the third test and also in the third test, which begins in six days' time next Wednesday. So Menas will join me in about uh, 15 or so minutes. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736, anything in sport today. Uh, let us start with Rugby League. Two of the biggest stories uh, this morning. We'll start in Sydney. Now, on Tuesday morning, we were speaking about Dominic Young um, and uh, Joe Kelly, uh, the Roosters CEO, was on uh, the run home with Joel and Fletch yesterday. Didn't really say much about uh, the Dominic Young situation because it is not 100% officially confirmed yet. But we were talking on Tuesday morning that it looks very likely that he's going to end up at the Sydney Roosters for next year, 2024. And there was a bit of talk on social media on Tuesday uh, from Knights fans asking if Dom Young would be playing in first grade for the Knights this year, should he be demoted to reserve grade. Now, if he's going to be staying at the Knights this year, and that is now becoming a bit of a big if, I would still be playing him. Uh, he's a good player, you know, This and it's not he's not the only one in recent years that has signed for another team a long way in advance. Uh, we've had players signing longer in advance than he did. However, a bit of news coming out overnight uh, that the Roosters, so this again is an interesting one because the Roosters haven't actually officially confirmed Dom Young will uh, wait. There's uh, articles in one of the papers today saying that he has uh, he signed last night, but until it's officially uh, released, we'll see. But um, 
99.9% likely he'll be heading to the Roosters. And now they're in talks with Newcastle to get an immediate release for English winger Dom Young to play in the NRL's opening round against the Dolphins. So we're talking in 10 days' time the Roosters play in their opening game. Uh, so in the, uh, revealed in the Daily Telegraph that the Newcastle Knights have asked to swap the English test winger for a Roosters forward. The Knights were keen on either Nat or Egan Butcher, which the Roosters have rejected. Uh, there is now talk of the Roosters offering compensation fee via a transfer fee. A compensation via transfer fee. Uh, the Roosters have Corey Allen from the Bulldogs and Jackson Paulo as off-season uh, signings. However, they are desperately keen to add Young to their roster. So it is going to be interesting. The Knights offer average down at more than $500,000 a season for the next four years. Uh, the Roosters, I don't think, offered that much. However, now they want him for 2023. Now, if you're a Knights fan, um, who would you now... They're after Egan and Nat Butcher, both very solid players, good players for uh, the Roosters. But if you're a Knights fan, who would you want to trade for Dom Young? Now, most Knights fans wouldn't want Dom Young to go at all, but it looks like he is going. So what would you want in return from the Roosters? What player, uh, and look, probably get some silly text here, but what player realistically would be good for the Newcastle Knights? I jokingly said to Charlie Goodso, who I'll talk to about this tomorrow, he is a Knights fan. Um, I jokingly said to Charlie, well, not jokingly, he's a good player. Paul Morosky would be a good swap. Um, but what say you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. If you're a Knights fan, what player do you want from the Roosters to let Dom Young play for the Roosters in 2023? Can be serious, can be not so serious. And also, um, whilst we're talking about uh, Dom Young and sort of on more of a serious situation, if you were a Knights fan, if you are a Knights fan, would you want Dom Young a part of your team in 2023? Um, it is an interesting one because we've seen, look, uh, Phil Lamey Kickout probably comes to mind, Reed Barney as well. A lot of these players who have signed for other clubs um, before the first season started. But what, but what do you reckon? 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Hello to Jimbo the Dragon, a loyal listener to Tradies News in a nutshell. Maybe one of the most loyal listeners uh, to this show ever. He says, "Morning, Dan. Uh, only sixty seconds into your show, and already a mention of those filthy roosters." Uh, have a good morning. Now he says he's a Dragons fan, but maybe secretly he's a Knights fan. Uh, I don't know. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or 0457-736-736. There's a couple of texts coming through. I'll get to them in just a second. But, yeah, if you're a Knights fan, who do you want um, in return from the Roosters? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457-736-736. Or if you were a Knights fan. Um, and also, on a serious note, if you are a Knights fan, do you want Dom Young a part of your team? In 2023, 0457-736-736 or 1300-01-1170. It's interesting, just on Dom Young, quickly before we move to a story surrounding Kevin Walters. Um, Robinson, one of the things that Robinson, Trent Robinson told Dom Young was he was open to moving him to the centres as he develops at the Tricolors. And as I said the other day, uh, one of the big key things about... Uh, the, this signing from Dom Young to the Roosters is it'll be interesting to see what happens to Joseph uh, uh, Joseph Sawali, 
when when his future is made. 0457 736 736 or 1300 Now, Kevin Walters, if you ask people who was the most uh, the coach most under pressure heading into this season, you'd say Anthony Griffin at the Dragons. And there's more news about the Dragons that we'll get to between now and 6 a.m. Adam O'Brien at the Newcastle Knights. And I would have probably uh, thrown Kevin Walters into that mix. Probably not as much pressure as Adam O'Brien or Anthony Griffin, but you only got to look back to what happened last year with the Newcastle Knight, uh, with the, sorry, with the uh, Brisbane Broncos. They were heading to the top eight. They were in the top four for a long period of time. And then their last six to eight weeks was horrendous and they ended up missing the top eight. Well, on the back page of the Courier Mail this morning, uh, it says that Brisbane hierarchy have rubber stamped a two-year extension for Kevin Walters in a $1 million coupe for the Broncos coach in his quest to break the club's 17-year premiership drought. So it can be re- revealed that Walters will be locked in at Red Hill until the end, at least the end of 2025, as his coaching evolution gathers steam in the lead-up to Brisbane's season opener against Penrith on Friday week. So they're going to hold their season launch tonight, and Walters will attend the gala event safe in the knowledge he is the ongoing backing of Brisbane bosses in his mission to revive the club's glory days. Uh, Walters is off contract at season's end, but the final pieces on an upgraded deal are falling into place. So it is understood Broncos officialdom have approved a two-year extension with the parties now thrashing out key conditions such as Walters' salary and performance bonuses should Brisbane make the finals, the top four, or win the premiership. Walters' new deal is expected to be formalised and publicly announced next week. Um, another two years until the end of 2025. It was one of the first things I saw on social media this morning, and I saw a Broncos fan put on Twitter. Why? Um, look, no doubt, uh, there's no doubt Kevin Walters can coach, but he hasn't, uh, and look, he could do amazing things this year for the Brisbane Broncos. And we saw what they did in the first half of the season last year, but he hasn't achieved great things for the Broncos yet. So I think it's a bit of a risk uh, on the 23rd of February 2023 to be re-signing a coach that hasn't delivered a lot yet to the Broncos. Um, definitely hasn't proved them from where they were, but still a long way to go until the end of 2025 at least. Uh, 0457 736 736. I mean, it is good for the club and obviously good for Kevin Walters that he has the job security. Uh, as much as a coach can have job security. But what if the Broncos have an awful year this year? What if they, um, well, I don't think they're going to run last, but what if they don't make the finals? What if they run 12th, 13th, 14th? 1-300-01-1170 or 0457 736 Would you have re-signed Kevin Walters for another two, three seasons? I mean, he was always going to be there this year. I just think it's a risk. Look, it could prove to be a very good risk by the Brisbane Broncos, but it could prove to be uh, a very bad idea in the long run. I think what would have probably been better is to see how they would have gone over the first couple of months of the season and then maybe made that decision. Yes, it can be a bit of a distraction, but it's a big risk signing him for another two years on top of this one when they haven't really done a lot over the past few years. If you're a Broncos fan, I know it's early in Brisbane, but if you're a Broncos fan or a Broncos fan maybe listing in Queensland, 
0457 736 736 or 1300-01-1170. Kevin Walters, would you have re-signed him to another two-year deal? Yes or no? 1300-01-1170 or 0457 736 736. Cricket, Ashton Agar, his test career appears to be over after he joined the exodus of players from India. So the left-arm spinner was viewed as the most likely partner, as we know, for Nathan Lyon in India after being recalled for that SCG test last month. But we know he didn't really perform too well in that SCG test, Ashton Agar. So we've seen in the first two matches in India, Todd Murphy and Matt Kuhneman uh, playing instead of Ashton Agar. And now Agar has gone home. And Mark Taylor said... I'm not sure what the future he, what future he has left. If they're not picking him in India, I'm not sure how they can pick him again. He's been around for a long time now, and he's not a spring chicken. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he does. The door does remain open for Agar, uh, who will fly back to India for the 3-1 days after the Test Series. But in terms of Test matches, is Ashton Agar's career over? Uh, it's said that Ashton will be named in the one-day squad today, so there is an opportunity for Ashton to get some valuable game time. A Western Australia player match this weekend against Tasmania and have a guaranteed final at the Wacker after that. Uh, it's an interesting one. Todd Murphy's played very well in the first two tests, in particular that first test. Has Ashton Agar played his last test? I think the answer is probably yes, uh, but you never know. But... Uh, he's been on the fringe for a while. He played, as we know, as I just said, at the SCG test. But I think a lot of things are going to have to change to see him back in that Australian test team anytime soon. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 And just one more thing uh, before a break. The Matildas last night. And we talked about it the other day, and we'll talk about it with John uh, tomorrow as well on the show. Over 17,000 at their game the other day when they beat Spain. Well, they had another win uh, yesterday uh, in the Cup of Nations uh, heading into the World Cup, and they have openly admit that it is not um, the biggest trophy that they are playing for this year. Obviously, the World Cup coming up a little later on. They beat Jamaica 3-0 up in Newcastle last night. We're talking about big sporting events. It is, a go to, it is once it rolls around, going to be a very big sporting event here in Australia, in particular if the Matildas can do well. So 3-0 over Jamaica. They beat Spain the other night as well. So well done to them. But it got me thinking because there's been a lot of talk about the Australian cricket team recently and probably fair enough criticism. Best Australian teams of all time in any sport, male or female, best Australian teams of all time. Uh, could be cricket, could be rugby league, could be rugby union, could be another sport. 0457 football, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and maybe they weren't the best. They didn't go on to win everything. But even your favourite Australian teams of all time, the Matildas would definitely be up there, and the support they're going to get once that World Cup rolls around is going to be enormous. So well done to them last night. But your favourite Australian teams of all time in what era? Who was it? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So plenty of things on our agenda this morning. If you're the Knights. Who do you want from the Roosters in return for Dom Young to play with them in 2023, which seems to be gathering steam? Who would you take from the Roosters? And would you want Dom Young playing for the Knights this year? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 
Also, Kevin Walters re-signed for another two years until the end of 2025. Would you have done that? Or do you think that's a bit risky from the Brisbane Broncos? Or maybe it's a good move to uh, at least provide that there will be no off-field distraction in terms of coaching this year for the Brisbane Broncos. Signed until the end of 2025. What do you think? And also, the best Australian teams of all time on back of the Matildas winning 3-0 against Jamaica. They also had a win over Spain last Sunday. Just gone. The best teams, best Australian teams of all time. Your favourite teams to watch. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 There is a stack of texts there. I'll get to them in a second. Also coming up, Andrew Mensel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. It is 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Good to have you company on this Thursday morning. It is 21 past five in New South Wales, 21 past four in Queensland. Going to talk cricket in just a second with Andrew Mensel. Men is on uh, the line. Uh, just before that, though, uh, and we will talk uh, a bit about the T20 World Cups, the Women T20 World Cup semifinals in a second. Alyssa Healy, though, in good news, is set to return for the T20 World Cup semifinal against India as the only team to have beaten Australia in almost two years' stance between the defending champions and another decider. So Healy missed Australia's last group match against South Africa with a quad complaint, but is on track to play in tonight's semi-final at Newlands in Cape Town. Her inclusion would be a massive boost after she overcame a calf injury before the tournament to be her team's leading run scorer in the World Cup. They are... Uh, five-time champions in seven previous iterations of the 20-over showpiece. Australia are yet to drop a game uh, at the eighth edition in South Africa. But an interesting match against India tonight, but a good inclusion. Uh, Lisa Healy, 0457 736 736. We'll get to your texts in a second after we speak to Menace, who's on uh, the line. But uh, just talking about Dom Young potentially heading to the Roosters in 2023. What Knights, uh, Knights fans, or even if you're not a Knights fan, but... What should they ask for? Who? What player should the Knights ask for from the Roosters in return in 2023? I suggested Paul Momorowski. There's probably others. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Kevin Walters re-signing with the Brisbane Broncos for another two years until the end of 2025. Is that a good idea or a bad idea from the Brisbane Broncos? I think it's a really interesting one. What do you think? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And also on the back of the Matilda's successful uh, success over the past week, what are your favourite slash best Australian teams to have been to have watched in an era? So it could be in the cricket team of the late 90s, early 2000s. Could be a rugby league team. Could be a rugby union team. Could be a football team. Could be anything. Your favourite Australian teams to watch of all time. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 to your text, your calls in a second. But now it's time to do this. Now on Tradies News, let's get the latest in cricket.
Yeah, time to talk cricket now on Tradies News in a nutshell on your Thursday morning. It's been a very, very interesting week of cricket. It certainly dominated the headlines or your texts or your calls. Of course, only a week out from the NRL season beginning, but uh, the disaster that happened on uh, Sunday on day three of that second test. To recap it all and talk about potentially the future as well, uh, Andrew Mensel Menas from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast is on the line as he usually is on a Thursday morning. Morning to you, Menas. Yeah, good morning, Dan. Uh, I suppose first question to you is, have you recovered from Sunday and the capitulation that was uh, the third day of that test match when Australia, and I saw a tweet from you on Sunday morning, were in such a prime position to win that second test? Yeah, I was very confident going Mm. into Sunday that Australia were going to win the match. I thought they can't lose it from here. They're in front. They've got nine wickets in hand. Travis Head's batting really well, and then we all know what happened. And, yeah, it was really tough. Monday, I sort of went through some kind of PTSD-type <laughs> thing. Um, so I can only imagine how the players are feeling. But, it, you know, there have been a lot of recriminations, and I, I read reports this week from the Australian batting coach, Michael Divinuto, mm. that there was quite a bit of panic in the dressing room, and um, it wasn't a very sort of relaxed and calm environment. Steve Smith was blowing up about his shot, Michael Divinuto said that he thought perhaps the other batters would realise if Smith was blowing up about the sweep shot that maybe they shouldn't be playing the same shot. So it sounds like it was a complete mess. Yeah, it does. And it was interesting. Uh, Vossi and Brandy on Monday had Ian Healy and Brendan Julian on The Breakfast Show in Sydney on 11.70. And it was very interesting to learn what they thought would be happening because there's a lot of talk about how much the sweep shot was played uh, in that se- in particular in that second test, but also in the first test. And we were kind of staggered to learn that it seemed like the coaches wouldn't tell the players, even though you could see what was happening on the field and uh, the disaster that was about to unfold, the coaches didn't say anything and really wouldn't say anything. It's just an individual tactic. Surely, surely there's got to be something done about that menace. Yeah, I think the coaches sort of tread a fine line between putting too much stuff in the batter's head mm. and not giving them enough. But I think in that situation where you're, you're on a wearing Indian pitch, mm. Australians aren't very experienced in those conditions. You know, you, every right as a coach to jump in there and give advice to the batters. They played mm. terrible shot after terrible shot. And, and this is... What's you know, what they paid really for? Me. Yes, absolutely. And, and and this is what's bothering me about this situation is McDonald and Cummins, they sauntered through the Australian summer to say how they're trying to breed this relaxed environment and they were, you know, smashing the West Indies and South Africa. And they, I wouldn't say they were arrogant, but they were very confident in their way that they were going to keep this sort of calm environment. People can train when they want. It's all about executing your own game. But as soon as that system has been put to test and put under pressure, it's caved in. It's mm. been destroyed. You know, if all reports are true that they were there was chaos in the dressing room, then their whole mantra of keeping calm under any situation has gone. Is gone. And I think it needs a complete rethink of the way the team set up after the performance. Yeah, that's very interesting, uh, Metas. And also the talk about Pat Cummins uh, coming home. Now, that's for potentially serious family illness. So we'll just see uh, what happens with that and whether he'll be back. But he'll be under pressure. Another player under pressure, David Warner, he's also come home. 
Has he played his last test for Australia, or do you think he'll tour on the Ashes tour? Well, yeah, a few players have come home. David Warner, Josh Hazelwood. Oh, I think Josh Hazelwood, uh, I think David Warner will pull up stumps pretty soon. He might play another test. There's a World Test Championship final in June. There's also an Ashes after that. So David Warner might try and get there. Mm. But I think I'm leaning towards him having played his last test match. His returns have been so low. As the Australian selectors, you'd be wary about taking him into a World Test Championship final in English conditions. Um, so, and Pat Cummins, yeah, it's a very sad situation. Mm. I mean, I sort of think, you know, you look at the way he played during that test match, and if you've got personal issues going on, then that's obviously going to be playing on your mind. So I've got a lot of sympathy for him. You know, he's under immense pressure. Um, but, you know, maybe he's, he's going to need a bit more support from the coaching staff. The criticism, just quickly before we uh, finish up with the women's T20, the criticism uh, laid upon the team. Do you think it's been fair from the fans, uh, the reaction to the loss? I've soaked up every bit of criticism as well. Like, I've been listening to all the SEN interviews with all the former players. Uh, it's, it's been great listening, actually. Uh, and I think it is 100% fair because the team has been bowled out in 30 overs, basically two second innings in a row. And that's not good enough. Uh, it's team's trying, but mm. clearly they've got their approach wrong. And as I said before, you know, this whole laissez-faire, let's just all be relaxed attitude clearly doesn't hold up to a pressure test. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And just before I let you go, uh, one positive, though, the Women's T20 World Cup semi-finals. How do you see them panning out? Oh, we got two absolute mm. humdingers. You've got in- India and Australia in the first one. Australia, clear favourites, but India pose an interesting threat. They've got a very good spin bowling attack and they have beaten Australia in some big games. So there's a few little scars there. India will believe they can get an upset. So that's a delicious contest, India and Australia in the women's game while this other series is going on. And uh, then uh, South Africa and England are the other semifinals. Uh, England are probably the other form team in the competition, but South Africa playing at home uh, will be tough to beat. So, yeah, really two great matches. Third test begins next Wednesday. We may move your day to Wednesday. We'll see. It's either would be good to chat to you Wednesday before the test or Thursday after what will be, uh, no matter what, an interesting day one. Uh, what's coming up next on your podcast with yourself, Paul and Jaleesa? Yes, yeah, search Cricket Unfiltered on all your podcast apps. Will be um, We're going to sort of take a bit of a reflective look at the whole India v Australia test series so far. Maybe try and pull out some positives from Australia in there. There's a couple. If you look really hard, you can Very find closely. them. Very closely. And yeah, and also, I've got to look at the domestic cricket, uh, mm. the Sheffield Shields coming to the end of the season. So there's a bit happening there. Um, some local plays in the run. So always stuff to talk about. Perfect. Thank you, Menas. We will chat next week. Another interesting week ahead, I feel, for the Australian cricket team. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, mate. Andrew Mensel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. <laughs> Yeah, always great to talk cricket with Menas and it'll be interesting to get him on the line next week uh, once that test is underway. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Just before a break and then we'll get to your texts and your calls straight out of the break. Nick Kyrgios, uh, he's been a bit quiet recently, uh, obviously pulled out of the Australian Open. 
uh, and had injury concerns. Uh, he's taken a sly dig at a number of tennis greats from past generations, suggesting they couldn't compete in today's game. So he was on um, a podcast called The Impulsive Podcast, uh, hosted by American YouTube personality Logan Paul. Uh, and the conversation about basketball became a light debate about who the GOAT, greatest of all time, of the sport would be. Uh, he was then asked about who the GOAT of tennis is. He said, Roger Federer and Michael Jordan are very similar, but I think Novak Djokovic is statistically better. Uh, Federer retired last year with 20 Grand Slams to his name, with jo- while Djokovic's Australian Open win in January brought on a level with Rafa on 22 major wins. Um, the American host then, though, quizzed Kyrgios if legends from the past eras could be counted among the GOAT debate. So Pete Sampras, who won 14 Grand Slams, John McEnroe, who won seven, Andre Agassi, who won eight, were suggested as potential GOATs of the sport. Uh, but Kyrgios replied and said, no, no way. Uh, because I think Michael Jordan could still play in the NBA in this era, whereas those guys would get absolutely smashed in this era. Interesting. Now, I didn't see John McEnroe play, and I caught the tail end of Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi's careers. Does he have a point? Would they be able to beat Roger Federer if you were around and saw them play? Would they beat a Roger Federer? Would they beat a Novak Djokovic? I think to completely dismiss it is wrong. Now, I like Nick Kyrgios. He hasn't won a Grand Slam yet. He may well. Um, he's got the talent too. Um, but to say that Sampras, Macaron, Agassi aren't even in the conversation. Now, I agree. I think Roger and Novak and probably Rafa better. But you'd still be in the top 10, top 20 players of all time, surely. All three of them. Is he wrong in saying that? Or is he right? Do you not think Sampras, Macaron, Agassi could beat the likes of Fedra Djokovic or Rafa, 0457736736 or 1300-01-1170. Or is he doing what he likes to do in just to get himself in to uh, the headlines? What do you reckon about those comments from Nick Kyrgios? Also, this morning, because after the break, it is all yours on 1300-01-1170 or your text 0457-736736. Plenty of texts regarding Dom Young. We'll get to them in a second. Looking like he may well be at the Roosters this year. Uh, a report in today's Daily Telegraph, if you're just switching the radio on, saying that they want Dom Young, the Roosters, for their opening game against the Dolphins in 10 days' time. So if you're the Newcastle Knights, who do you want from the Roosters in return? They said Nat, Nat or Egan Butcher. The Roosters said no to that. But who would you want in return? As I said, I've suggested Paul Momorowski. What say you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Kevin Walters? Another two-year extension to be the coach of the Brisbane Broncos until the end of at least 2025. Good or bad by the Brisbane Broncos? Would you have re-signed Kevin Walters, especially considering that they haven't done... He's improved them, but they haven't been brilliant yet in the past couple of years. And on the back of the Matildas, uh, winning the Cup of Nations, heading into the World Cup in a few months' time in Australia, who is the best Australian sporting team that you've enjoyed watching. Could be cricket, could be rugby league, rugby union, any sport. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. The show is all yours after the break. I'll get to your texts, your calls right after this. 
Good to have your company. 20 and a bit to 6. Vossi Brandy coming up with the breakfast show after 6am. Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of that. Then Pat and Heels along at 6am local time. Show's all yours for the next five or so minutes, though. If you want to jump on the open line, have your say. one 300 Or you can text. There's a stack of them there. Going to get to them now. 0457 736 736. This from uh, Chuck, uh, who must be a Knights fan. He goes, uh, we, uh, we, so obviously the Newcastle Knights, the Knights give you Dominic Young, uh, you as in the Roosters, uh, Dominic Young, and you give us a winger. Um, not so why, why I keep saying you. I think he means the Roosters. Uh, I don't work for the Roosters. Gives us a winger. Uh, Ali or Tupo, nothing else. Well, it is interesting when it comes to, well, those two in particular, uh, and I mentioned this at the top of the show, uh, a lot of talk, and it was in the papers yesterday about Daniel Tupo as well, having to make a decision, 32 years of age. Now, I don't think he's going to be going to the Knights, but he does have a decision to make whether he stays with the Roosters, goes to Japanese rugby, potentially the Super League. He's been an amazing player for the Roosters for many, many years. And with Suatli, and there's another text about Suatli, which I'll get to in a second, Suatli, which I'll get to in a second. We still don't know what he's doing after this year. So a lot of talk about Dominic Young going to the Roosters and Knights fans rightly or wrongly upset about it. But we don't know if there is a plan in place and he has been signed because someone is leaving. He also says, how about uh, the Roosters give us one of the 75 fullbacks that they've stolen from the league? Now, I think that's a bit unfair. I mean, James Tedesco has been the Roosters fullback for a very, very long time. Um I don't really think the Roosters have stolen any fullbacks that I can think of. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, now, this one, uh, no name on this one, but uh, number ending in 451. Not a Knights fan, but Corey Allen is probably one of the most underrated players. People forget he played Origin three years ago. Well, yeah. So Corey Allen, part of the Roosters uh, this season. Uh, you probably wouldn't imagine him being in uh, a full pick a full strength back line with Desco, Tupo, uh, Manu, uh, Suali'i, and uh, probably a question mark on that uh, wing spot for the Roosters, whether it be Paulo, whether it be Dom Young, whether it be maybe Mamoroski if Dom Young does come. Um, but Corey Allen, a very good player, very good player who's sort of gone missing a bit over the past couple of years. But you are right, played Origin only a few years ago. And look, he's a handy backup for the Roosters, isn't he? Um, and I think he'd be a good pickup for any club, Corey Allen. Uh, he's a solid player. Uh, no, he's not uh, the likes of a Joey Manu or a player like that, but he's still, uh, you know, a pretty good player. Thank you for the text. Very uh, good point. People do forget, don't they, that Corey Allen did play State of Origin just a few years ago. Good text. Keep uh, keep sending uh, them in. Now, this one uh, from Chris from Condell Park. Morning, Dan. You think that the signing of Dom Young could mean that Joseph Suwili'i could be moving to Rugby Union? Uh, yeah, well, I think it is, uh, I think it is a big possibility, Chris, a hundred percent. I think it is a big possibility. Um, there was an article in the paper yesterday that said that potentially, potentially, uh, that Suet Lehi was going to make a decision this week or next week before the start of the season. Now, if that's the case and he re-signs with the Roosters, then... That's all done and dusted. Souths, we're after him as well. There was a report on the in the papers on Monday. Eddie Jones, of course, back as coach of the Wallowies, has said numerous times without probably naming him that he would be at the top of the hit list. 
So as I said uh, to the first text, as I said to the first text, it's the signing of Dom Young is interesting from the Roosters, but there's no guarantee that Sue Lee will be with the Roosters or with Rugby League in 2023. So it'll be in 2024, sorry. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if the dominoes do start to fall on that. Thank you uh, for the text, Chris. Uh, this run from the Oval Treatment. So we're talking about the Matildas this morning and we're talking about uh, how they've won the Cup of Nations. They won 3-0 against Jamaica last night. The Women's World Cup, uh, only a few months away, going to be the biggest sporting event in Australia this year. Uh, but on the back of that, talking about greatest sport Australian sporting teams in the past, in any sport, in any era, Yeovil Treeman says, Hi, Dan. Until recently, would have rated the Australian women's hockey ruse of the 90s as the best national sporting team, having won seven major world titles in a row. However, I think the current women's cricket team, who are playing in the T20 World Cup semi-final uh, tonight or slash Friday morning, could surpass the hockey ruse at some stage, the Yeovil Treeman. Well, yeah, they've been sensational over many years. I think I read you know, before they've won five of the seven uh, T20 World Cups or something like that. Um, and, and you cast your mind back to three years ago. It would almost be to this very day, three years ago at the MCG, when just before COVID uh, really hit and the lockdowns kicked in, there was 80-odd thousand people at the MCG to watch the T20 Women's Final that Australia went on to win. Katy Perry was performing, uh, I think it was post-match. Huge crowd. Um, so the success of the Australian women's cricket team, 100%, you're right, they are definitely up there with one of the great Australian teams of all time, and they have a chance to take another title out over the next few days. Good text, Yeovil Truman, as always. Uh, this one from the Kingswood World Up on 0457 736 736. Top of the morning, Nutshellers. Nutshellers, it could be like a group of listeners that listen to Tradies News. Uh, the number one pick the Knights need from the Roosters is the big dog, Trent Robinson. That from the Kingswood Welder. Well, Adam O'Brien, he does have a relationship with Trent Robinson. I, I don't see that happening at Kingswood Welder. I'm sure the Knights would love Trent Robinson at their club. But I'm pretty sure, um, unless I'm mistaken, Trent Robinson just signed another long-term deal to stay with the Roosters for five years, I think it was. Um, so I tend to think that he won't be going anywhere. However, I think if you surveyed most Newcastle Knights fans or all Newcastle Knights fans, probably 90%, no, 95% of them, probably 99% of them would say Trent Robinson. That would be uh, fantastic. Uh, now, this one also, uh, Rob, I'll get to your text shortly. Thank you. Uh, this one also just on... Um, the Broncos and Kevin Walters. So they've re-signed Kevin Walters for another two years until the end of 2025, at least. Um, this one, no name on this one, ending in 233, saying it was common knowledge Kevy flogged the boys last preseason, which may have led to the late season fade. Kevy was also on a month-to-month -month contract. Uh, was he? Okay. So Kevy wasn't thinking long-term. He was thinking month-to-month -month survival. At least this gives him security and he may be able to build into the season. I wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, in this two-year deal, the club has a no payout clause if they sack him. Well, I'm not sure what if that clause is in there. It may well be. It may not be. Um, they do have bonuses if they make the top eight, top four, or win the premiership. Look, you are right. It does give them some sort of security. I just think, like, outside of Griffin and O'Brien, as I said earlier, I would have had Kevin Walters as one of the 
coaches under pressure heading into 2023. Now, this does relieve some of the pressure, which may well be a good thing for Walters and the Brisbane Broncos. Might not be a bad thing. Might be a very good thing. Might be a masterstroke. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over this season and beyond. Thank you for that text. Good text. And one more before a break, and I'll uh, get to the rest after the break. Uh, on Nick Kyrgios saying that uh, Pete Sampras, John McEnroe, and Andre Agassi uh, would get beaten easily by the likes of Roger Federer, Rafa, and Novak Djokovic. Uh, he says, Hi, Dan. Disagree with Nick. If today's players had to compete with wooden rackets wearing Dunlop volleys, they would get smashed by the Old Brigade. Well, yes. I think it's all relative, isn't it? Uh, those players, Roger, Rafa, Novak, great players. But so is John McEnroe, so is Andre Agassi, so is Pete Sampras. It's very hard to compare areas, isn't it? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. A couple of more texts there. I will get to them after the break um, and we'll have a chat, uh, I think, with one of Fossey or Brandy. It is uh, no donuts yet today. Uh, it is 11 and a half minutes to 6, 11 and a half to 5 in Queensland. Good to have your company on this uh, Thursday morning. This text asking who the Knights should get from the Roosters if the Roosters are going to get Dom Young in 2023. I don't think this text is very nice. It's from Rob, says, Dan, I would trade Pedro the Rooster up the F1 to Newcastle. Now, Pedro's never called this show. But I think that's a little harsh. We love all our listeners here. Uh, coming up after 6 a.m., Vossi and Brandy with the Breakfast Show. Brandy back from his RDO is in the studio. Hello, Brandy. G'day, Dan. I, I think there's plenty of listeners that would also like to trade Pedro the Rooster and send him up to Newcastle. But uh, he's a he's a loyal listener he is. to the Breakfast Program. And I'm sure we'll hear from him this morning with Dom Young. Uh, likely moving to the Roosters this year. Gee, they, they're good, the Chooks. They get their man, don't they? Do you think he'll be they there before the Dolphins game? That's what they want him for in 10 days' time. I don't know. Poor old, uh, you know, who have they got? Corey Allen, Jackson yeah. Paulo. Yeah. They've signed them from elsewhere. Obviously, that is saying a fair bit to those two players after the, the preseason challenge. Boys, you're not good enough. We're getting Dom Young ASAP. Good depth. Good depth, I reckon, the Roosters uh, have. The tradies seemed like it was a quite busy morning. I was just wondering, yeah. were you at any sort of tradie in another life have before you, you started radio? Have you met me, Brandy? No, no, no. Uh, I yes, I have, yes. No. Yeah. Uh, not handy? Not no. fixing anything? No, no. no. Okay. Definitely not, no. Fall into the same category as me, Dan. That's good. I, I'm glad. No, I don't yeah. think... I but think I've been good to... Good morning to all once. the tradies out there. Yes, doing good a morning, very, tradies. very good job. Good morning to them. Uh, what is coming up on breakfast after 6am? Uh, we're going to talk to Jared Maxwell, the referee's boss. There's been a few uh, rule tweaks. They're, saying, they're not saying changes. They're saying... Uh, just uh, changing the interpretation of a couple of rules. So we'll get to the bottom of all that so we know what's going on on the field when the season kicks off and there's no surprises, Dan. So Jared Maxwell, the big one this morning. And can you tell Vossi, who brought donuts in yesterday, I'm very disappointed, no donuts, nothing today. So please pass that message on to him after six, okay? I'll give it to him right between the eyes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Greg Alexander and Andrew Voss, Vossi and Brady, coming up after the six o'clock news. This one from the Chookman Height, Dan. The Knights need another middle forward anyway. Clamour and Barnett gone. If Safiti brothers go down, they are in big trouble. That from the Chookman. Thank you for that. Thanks for your company today. Tomorrow morning, Charlie Goodsir, John Gallo will talk football. There's two Champions League matches on this morning. And Chris Perkins, the latest from America. News is next. Then Vossi and Brady. I'll catch you for the final one of the week tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.